Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Get Up and Do Something Uplift podcast series. Today, we have with us Elizabeth Finkel. Both her undergrad and graduate degrees are in public health from Westchester University with a minor in community health. A great deal of her professional life has been to support the well-being of individuals in the environment of workplaces. Her passion has always been relationships and creating connections so communities can comprehensively support the individuals who belong to them. Beth began her career in worksite health promotion as a biometric screening technician, traveling to hundreds of companies in the Philadelphia and tri-state area, experiencing various worksite wellness programs, learning workplace cultures, and connecting with people. She specializes in designing tailored solutions that enhance the employee experience and overall well-being of both employees and the organization. Beth brings close to 15 years of experience in designing and implementing health and well-being programs, EAP, education, HR policy, healthcare, and organizational effectiveness programs. Along with her diverse public health education and extensive worksite health promotion background, Beth also holds a number of recognized certificates, such as Certified Health Education Specialist through NCHEC and Thriving Workplace Wellbeing Consultant through SALVEO Partners. Currently, Beth works at the University of Delaware as the Director of Employee Health and Wellbeing to design a framework that is inclusive of holistic strategies that address the employee well-being value proposition. This is inclusive of well-being, engagement, and experience. As Director of Employee Health and Well-Being at the University of Delaware, her responsibilities include the health of the organization as well as the employees, families, and retirees. So hi, Beth. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're glad to have you. So to start, um, worksite health promotion programs have been around for some time, but most people often don't know um, what they are or what they compose of. So first, what is worksite wellness and why is it important? Oh, absolutely. That's a great question to start with. Um, something that I oftentimes will talk to my students about is the massiveness of our industry. So right now, any employer that you go to has some element of worksite health promotion. Um, I think about 86% of companies actually have some element of a program. Our industry right now is, is teetering around somewhere um, close to $8 billion, uh, where services, vendors, worksite health promotion programs are um, really working to keep employees healthy. So to sort of dive into that a little bit is when you think about any traditional worksite health promotion program, it happens at the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, generally, the population at hand is and are the employees there. Um, there are elements of different worksite health promotions that do things a little bit differently. Um, sometimes a worksite health promotion program will also engage the community at hand. Um, and sometimes they will engage the spouses or benefited children or families. Um, and also sometimes they take care of their retiree population. Um, so typically a worksite health promotion will have an element of programming um, that happens during the workday that really is set up um, to keep the employee healthy, happy, and well 
at the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, this could show up in forms of fitness centers or programs or walking challenges, um, counseling and mental health services, um, uh, physical well-being programs. So a lot of times workplaces will have clinics on hand where they're doing stuff like flu shots or annual visits. Um, and, And then lastly, I guess I'll mention a lot of times worksite health promotion programs will also be inclusive of the healthcare plan um, and aligning with the healthcare plan to make sure that people are utilizing their healthcare services. Gotcha. Um, so how effective are worksite health promotion programs? So are there, I guess, more are are certain characteristics or, or traits of a program? Um, do they kind of enable it to become more successful? Sure. Or- Yeah, I mean, I think with anything, right, Mm -hmm. there are examples of how it can be super effective, and then there's some that really miss the mark. Um, For a program to be effective at the workplace, it really has to be something that strategically embeds well-being into the day-to-day operations Mm -hmm. of of business. Um, Well-being really has to be something that people think about on an ongoing basis. Right. Basis. It can't be, oh, you know, this thing over here. And if you get a chance, you know, go take a fitness class. It, it's no. When they come in, a focus on well-being really needs to happen. And the organization needs to support that for it to be effective. Um, there are different frameworks in worksite health promotion programs. Um, and I've worked under a, a bunch of them. Um, some of them, you know, include things like biometric screenings and incentives, Um, And then where others focus, such as ours, highly on connection and building a community and culture of health. Um, So I think really to answer the question of how how are they effective, it's really tying that connection piece and understanding your population and where they are um, and then developing resources that are appropriate for Mm -hmm. what they need. And then one step further from that is once you identify where they are, Once you identify what resources your population needs, how do you connect them to those resources? Um, Because it's one thing just to have them, but then it's a whole other separate thing to connect your people to them. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like um, more successful programs aren't just necessarily strictly in the office. Right. It kind of expands outwards. I think more an element of a more successful program that you'll see in the literature and in the research is really when you see that relationship piece happen. Um, So when I say relationships, I'm talking um, senior leaders Mm -hmm. advocating these healthy behaviors. I'm talking uh, spaces and places. So making sure that we're working in safe environments um, that are healthy for us Um, also making sure that sort of like our food vendors are on board and our partners are on board. Um, We want to make sure managers are really taking good care of their people and driving well-being in that way. Um, So really going back to that relationship piece um, with a a focused lens of well-being, I think is one of those key indicators on how it will be successful. Right. So then touching on um, leaders kind of putting this into motion and taking responsibility for it, oftentimes um, they don't put emphasis on that or don't think it's their responsibility. So why should corporate leaders care about employee health? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. And, and I talk about this quite a bit um, because leaders are such a, a driver for this piece. 
Um, I think, you know, traditionally it's not something that really fell under their purview as a part of their role. And now more so than ever, it's part of their job as a leader, which just really quickly, like pulling back on that, being a manager or a leader is a really hard job. And oftentimes they're struggling to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So then giving them a responsibility of taking care of their team, almost as if they were taking care of one of their own family members, maybe isn't something traditionally that they ever learned how to do. Um, So giving them that role um, might take some time and some development, but it's important for them to do that because you really want to get your, your team and your employees you get them in a state as they come into work. And it really is your job to send them home as healthy as you found them that day, if not more. Right. Um, You know, in regards to the business needs, it's important for leaders to take good care in this way, because if someone's coming to you and, you know, they're not well, they have a lot of junk going on in home and they really can't make the disconnect of the workday to, you know, going home at night Mm -hmm. and there's no real balance there, you're not going to get any real production out of them. Um, Not to, and I really never talk about people as, you know, I never rely heavily on that production piece, but that is a business indicator for managers um, that they would want to consider. Yeah. Um, But But I guess to the question, why should they care? It's because when you have a lot of energy and well-being in your team, that is when you see the real innovation and creativity coming out of your people. And unless they're well, you're never going to get them to sort of break through to that place where you need them to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. So um, obviously you've been involved in Worksite Health Promotion um, how long specifically? I've been in the industry about 15 years. Okay, right. Um, a little bit further, a little bit longer than that because my family is all um, in the medical field. Mm-hmm. My mom is a nurse. Uh, so one of my first jobs out of, I was probably in um, high school, was working with her at the Veterans Hospital. Yeah. And my job was to sort of push people back and forth in wheelchairs from room to room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in the field of health for a very long time, but specifically worksite health promotion um, close to 15 years. Right. So um, with your experience, um, what have you kind of noticed or seen are the biggest issues or main challenges that worksite health promotion programs deal with or face? Um, The biggest issue is that it's not something that is strategically embedded into the organization. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people um, or I'm sorry, a lot of times when companies identify that they have a worksite health promotion program, it's almost like they're checking the box. Yep, we have it. Not that it's great. Not Mm -hmm. that it's doing anything great for our employees, but we have it. And a lot of times it's positioned where it's kind of just like a thing over here that we have, but people don't know how to connect to it. So the biggest challenge is once we have this wonderful resource, um, which oftentimes is very under-resourced from like a framework and Mm -hmm. and budget uh, perspective, they still have it, but they don't really know how to to get it moving um, where it can positively impact the employee. Um, So again, 
kind of talking about it in a different way is having well-being really part of every conversation in the organization, whether it's, you know, like I said earlier, management training or whether it's what foods do we offer in the cafeteria or whether it's, okay, we've noticed our employees aren't utilizing their sick days. What does that mean? That means they're showing up to work not well. That means they're showing up to work disengaged. Um, we really need to make sure that well-being kind of has a standing position in every conversation that we have. Yeah. So let's say um, I'm an employee, um, I mean, at UD specifically. So if I were working here, what would you want me to know about UD-specific worksite wellness program? You got it. Um, So for us, we really drive our foundational areas into six buckets. Um, Part of our program is to really make sure that we are offering resources in as much of a holistic way as we can. So some of the areas that we focus on, community well-being, cultivating connection here at UD. A lot of times you'll see in other industries that will be identified as social health, Mm -hmm. but we have found that people have a hard time resonating with social health at the workplace because they feel like they shouldn't be having social connections. So we sort of just rebranded that as connections because let's face it, humans are hardwired to connect. Mm -hmm. So for them to do a good job for us at the workplace and to be creative and, you know, to do all these things we want them to do, we have to provide opportunity for them to connect. Um, Emotional well-being. So this is huge for us and something we've really programmed towards over the last three years that I think we had a gap in before I got here. Um, And really just considering and being mindful of everyone's emotional well-being. Financial well-being is something that's present in our program because we have found and the research also shows that if someone's not good with their money, they're not psychologically well. Um, And it's such a a foundational area for people to find safety Mm -hmm. in that area. So we constantly are going back to financial well-being. And it's not necessarily always like how to plan for retirement, right? And we know that that's important, but sometimes it's really down to the minutia of how do I create a budget for myself or how do I meal prep so that I'm getting the most nutritious Mm -hmm. food for the best dollar kind of thing. So financial well-being is really important. Physical health and well-being um, is always a standard So we run close to 40 fitness classes a day all over campus. We do a lot of walking challenges. Um, We partner very closely with behavioral health and nutrition and all of their um, registered dietitian and nutrition services here, uh, the clinics as well. Um, And then we talk about some of the other things like hydration and sleep and all of these physical pieces that we need to be well. Um, And then lastly, a big foundation area for us is cultivating purpose. Um, And we find that it's very important for employees to kind of understand what role they play in any job that they have here, whether you're the janitor or whether you're the president, right? Everybody has a purpose. And for us, you know, when we speak about sort of, let's talk about ground screw and we say, you know, you may feel like your job doesn't matter, but it really does. Like you play such an integral role of making this place beautiful Mm -hmm. for all of us. And, and we want individuals to have pride around the job that they do and then in turn be really motivated to do that job 
um, at hand. Yeah, that's a really good point. So also still in that same scenario of if I were an employee here, um, what are ways that I could get involved and then how would that benefit me? Yeah, I love this question. Um, And it kind of goes also back to that cultivating purpose piece. Yeah, Um, we have some really great networks and partnerships here at UD. Um, And I talked a little bit about it in the forms of relationships earlier. I don't think we would have been nearly accessible as successful doing anything that we've done thus far if we didn't have really great partners. Right. So one way to easily get involved, especially if this is a passion for you, is to join our Wellbeing Ambassador Network. Uh, We have close to 85 ambassadors all across campus. Um, And the role is really to take everything that we're doing sort of under our department and get it out to your teams and sort of be our liaison in that way. Okay. Um, So, again, when you're really looking to sort of look at your job in a different way or maybe add something different that motivates you, that's this is joining the ambassador network is a really great way to do that. And it also connects you to different people across campus that you would never have a chance to connect with. Um, the other thing, too, is we try our best to get our, our marketing and our communications where people are receiving them. So we have our website that we keep super up to date. Uh, we have a monthly newsletter that goes out to our list serve and people that have subscribed. Mm-hmm. Um, we also hold space in other large scale newsletters that go out. So, for example, the HR newsletter. Um, and we try to embed our content under any um, websites that different colleges have as a resource page. Oh, okay. um, and it, we also have a standing invitation to any department to really go out and say, listen, maybe your team hasn't thought about well-being in some time, but you could use some motivation or engagement from our area. Invite us out, have us come out and just talk a little bit about who we are and why we're here on this campus. And truly, our mission on this campus is simple. It's our employees' well-being. Yeah. So um, all we're looking for is an invitation, and we're there to sort of fill that need. Um, In regards to family, which is the other thing that you talked about, um, we're really considerate about that piece because we don't think that you're one person at work, and then you go home, and, and you're completely a different person. We try our best to build our program so there's fluidity there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oftentimes challenging to service the spouse and the family, um, but what we do is try to position our employees to take that development home and do that with their families. But we partner as much as we can on campus events and engagement events um, so that you really have opportunity to bring your family out with you. Um, to get into some of this health and well-being stuff. Yeah. So um, where do you see, I guess, again, based off your opinion, your experience, where do you see the future of worksite health promotion going? Um, Are there any issues or areas that worksite health promotion should start to take that they're not currently kind of focusing on engaged towards? So um, interesting enough, you know, right now we're about 37% of our workforce is currently millennials. Um, So traditionally worksite health promotion programs are not are not programming towards this demographic. So I do think the future is kind of what they are looking for. And what they are looking for is support 
and trust from an employer that they're going to do the job well, but it's kind of going to be in the flexible way that they may need it to be in. Um, where traditionally, you know, our parents and grandparents may come in at nine and not leave sometime till six and they get what they get done and sort of that's great. And then they come back the next day and it's almost like this Groundhog's Day momentum. Well, we're not in that current state anymore. We're we're having to do less with more. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry, we're having to do more with less in regards to resources, time, treasure, talent. Right. Um, And we're needing our workforce to be creative and to really dig into that piece of themselves and cultivate that piece. So I think the the future of worksite health promotions is really going to be used again as a driver, um, where right now a lot of times it's kind of, again, just sort of this program that's happening to the side and, and take advantage of it if it fits for you, Mm -hmm. but really it's going to be something that we are used to. The program is going to be used to fuel um, things like productivity. It's going to be used to fuel sort of our energy, um, our thoughts, our creativity. Um, It's going to be used to develop relationships. Whereas right now we have to be more connected than ever. Um, And it's important for us to identify what we need Mm-hmm. from people and what it what is our responsibility to give to people when we're working in teams and when we have projects. Yeah. Um, so I think being more, the industry is going to start to be more considerate um, on some of this data that says, okay, we have to do things differently. Um, managers are going to have to advocate on behalf of this. Um, leaders are going to have to start speaking in this way and showing that they care about their employees, not because they need their employees to get the work done, but they actually care about their mission, their values, and the people that they have working for them are such an important part of that. And I think, you know, with that percentage of 37% of our workforce being millennials, the industry is going to have to be considerate that this workforce is is demanding yeah. this type of environment. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely um, been more light shed on kind of this kind of topic, regardless yeah. if it's yeah. work site or outside of it. Isn't I feel like, especially for my generation coming yeah. up, like yeah. um, we just know more yeah. about just having to stay healthy and the um, bar is set yeah. higher. Yeah. Um, you know, when I kind of talk about this in the essence of how is your program different than others. Um, One big thing for me is really sort of painting the picture that individuals can only be healthy and well in the workplace if their organization is healthy and well. And what is the blend between an organization being well and an individual being well? The blend really comes in this space of, you know, there's alignment, there's trust, there's psychological safety here, um, there's support to be as creative as you need to be. Um, There's trust that you're going to do a good job and I'm going to allow you as a manager to master that skill that I hired you to do. Like I hired you to come in and do this. So why would you come in and then I tell you how to do it? Right. Right. I have to trust that you know how to do this and I will guide you and give Mm -hmm. feedback to you. But ultimately you should be driving this yourself. Yeah. 
Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> um, okay, so if someone were interested in a career in worksite health promotion, what advice would you give them? So the biggest thing that has been um, helpful for me is to get with a really good mentor. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be afforded a good mentor very early on in my career. Um, because again, with this being an $8 billion industry, oftentimes it can look like the wild, wild west of things that, of vendors and people yeah. and places and, and programs kind of doing it, but, you know, kind of haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Um, so working with someone who sort of has been in the industry has sort of felt you know, the wins and the losses the same um, and understanding sort of what place and what role do you play in health and well-being. Um, There's a lot of opportunity for health and well-being um, in the community, work sites, public health. Um, So once you sort of get a a feel of of what your passion area is or what motivates you, which kind of goes back to that purpose piece, Mm -hmm. um, finding a really good mentor that can help drive that for you. That's I mean, I think that's good advice. I wouldn't think um, for worksite health promotion that I guess that would be more of a resource. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know. Many universities don't carve out worksite health promotion as a track. So I know mine right, didn't, yeah. right? So I was a public health um, with a, I have a master's in public health with a community health focus. Um, and when I went to school, worksite health promotion wasn't really something that you could get skilled or mastery right, in. Yeah. Um, now they're starting to be programs that really are geared towards that. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, aligning um, your education with programs that really put focus in that area, I think is important. So thank you, Beth, for your time. Thank really you for enjoy- having Yeah, me. I really enjoyed talking to you today. And thank you to our listeners for joining our podcast to learn about Worksite Health Promotion. Becoming more informed about these topics can help you make better decisions for you and your family, whether that's now or in the future. So tune in next time for another episode in the Uplift podcast series from us here at Get Up and Do Something.